This is Wolves Cast Jeopardy. Let's meet today's contestants, Scott and Neil. And your host, Mike Richards. I mean, Roberts. Welcome to Wolves Cast Jeopardy. It's a season preview edition. It is an annual tradition. Every single that's that's a little redundant. It's an annual tradition, but uh, sixth annual. Had to let you know, sixth annual uh, Wolves Cast Jeopardy. It's a game. I don't even think there are any Wolves Cast. Excuse me, Wolves podcasts that are six years old. Let alone a yeah. tradition of like Wolves Cast Jeopardy. So we're the longest running uh, Timberwolves podcast going right now, and this is the longest running um you know game that happens within our show right this is a special edition show we do it every year to set up uh the forthcoming timberwolf season and uh, we got to do it here again in uh, 2021 and uh, we're back in person last year we uh you know we recorded all over zoom and uh but now we're back together in the wolf's cast studio as it's meant to be but we got to bring in our uh celebrity guest host as usual, everyone, welcome to the podcast, Robert. Hello, Robert. H. Robert with an H. Hello. Great to be here, fellas. Oh, it's so good to all be here again, you guys. We're doing it. We got the we got the live Jeopardy experience. We Fun. made it through the yeah. pandemic season. Wow, mm. wow. Yep, things are getting back to normal. The NBA is uh, tipping off. They're back in October uh, here, so no- is, normal tip-off time. 82 games uh, potentially coming at us here. So. We're used to the turmoil that is being a Timberwolves fan, but I think that this has been a new experience because usually being a Jeopardy fan, it's a pretty steady experience. Uh-huh. But this past year has been one. Jeopardy feels like it's been operated by the Minnesota Timberwolves over the past <laughs> we, year with what they've gone through. we got to talk about it. A lot I mean, of parallels. They've been handling their business the Glenn Taylor way. Long-time <laughs> Wolves cast listeners know that um, – you know, we have Robert on the show sometimes because we go way back. We all love the Wolves. We talk about Wolves all the time. But we specifically have Robert here to host this Jeopardy edition because, Robert, you are a Jeopardy uh, massive fan yourself. So, um, you know, last year, unfortunately, the passing of Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek, sorry. And uh, and uh, now um, we have lots of, like Scott said, the turmoil, the hosting thing. It's just been so wild. What are your thoughts? What What are you thinking? Lots of you know, we had lots of guest hosts over the last year. Maybe who are your favorites? Who do you want to be the host going forward? And uh, what, what are your feelings on on the latest Jeopardy drama? Yeah. So again, great to be here, fellas. Um, in terms of Jeopardy, yeah, grew up on Jeopardy. Grew up on Trebek. Um, my <laughs> dad was a was and is a huge Jeopardy fan. I've got the Jeopardy daily calendar, uh, which I yes. first thing in the morning. Peel one of those off. Mm. Uh, in terms of Jeopardy these days, um, very happy that they have gotten past the Mike Richards scandal. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody was really that excited for him yeah. uh, as a potential host. Uh, so happy that he's out the door. They are currently going with uh, Ken Jennings and uh, I always forget how to say her name. Mayim Bialik. Bialik, yeah. Either one of those I would be happy with. Just from a nostalgia standpoint, I love Jennings. Yeah. You know, he's got the credentials and everything. Uh, so kind of hoping for him. He's a legend himself. He is a legend. He's a he's a Jeopardy legend. Yeah. Um, they had, LeVar Burton was a hot name, but he's kind of pulled himself out of consideration. Okay. Said I, 
even if they offered it, I wouldn't do it. That was a little bit of a bummer. Again, nostalgia in terms of, you know, reading Rainbow and Star <laughs> Trek Next Generation and everything. Would have loved to have LeVar Burton. Um, yeah, I'm I'm cool with uh, Jennings or, uh, gosh, I forget. I was, uh, Bialik? Bialik. Yeah, me. I, yeah. yeah, you know, Bialik's got some, uh, you know, some internet baggage weighing her down, too, with some of her, yeah. you know, can't, she's got some really bad opinion in the incident regarding, like, eugenics and stuff like that. Okay. But, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we haven't kicked Robert out for his bad opinions, you know. No, we, yeah. I would have been gone. We, we have not before, canceled Robert yet. Yeah, I would have been gone long long ago do we need a better case. vetting process potentially is that what you're saying i think we might need a vetting process uh-huh. hey, you yeah. can find somebody Anything. who can do wolf's jeopardy for yeah, you that's I the problem you to quality find... would suffer yeah bench yeah. is kind of short on this so, so did you enjoy some of the guest hosts like did you think any of the guest hosts were better than others like uh, you um know? none of the guest hosts really stood out to me aaron Rodgers was fun but that was yeah. never going to be you know like a I was surprised there was a guy who Meg hated, my wife Meg hated when he was a contestant, but he was pretty good as a host. He had those glasses. What was his name? He had like a funny name like Um, Bubba or something. I don't know. Bubba (laughs) Booster. There are a lot of them. I didn't like Dr. Oz. I think that was pretty universally... That's interesting because um, he's sort of a host himself of his own show. You think you yeah, maybe be good at it? Yeah, he's kind of a quack and everything too. Yeah. So uh, I didn't think that went very well, but you know he's not in consideration. I don't think. So, yeah. You know, as long as they keep the format the same and they don't pick somebody who's just like really trying to get themselves over, I guess then. I, I'm going to be fine with it just because the the concept of the game is so strong. Did the Mike Richards shows ever air? Because I know they shot a whole bunch of them. Did those air? Have you seen Ooh. him as the host? I think I, a week of them aired. I believe week of them aired. I believe might be there wrong. Was like on obvious. That. Edits I haven't gotten to, to watch live as much. You know, yeah. I'm working usually mm-hmm. during that time, so I usually rely upon my dad to give me the uh, the inside scoop on how things are going with Buzzy Cohen. Guys. That's his Buzzy name. Cohen. Buzzy That's call. a great uh, game show host name. Yeah, by I like the way. it. Uh, Meg hated 70s. him as a contestant, but very good as a host. So okay, I'm okay with Buzzy. Maybe he's in contention. Wait, oh, do you, do you think um, like uh, Chris Finch would be a good host Chris of Jeopardy? <laughs> like like uh, uh, he's definitely or Sasha Gupta. Like I don't know. I think Sasha's you know the rap on him. He's very quiet. You know, right. so I feel like maybe Finch maybe has not. that presence that I think Trebek. Had yes, um, Finch seem he, he he gives an air of intelligence too that I think yes. you need. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of stoic, uh-huh. which I think kind of works because then when he does decide to inject a little humor, it hits Pops, a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Chris Finch would be would be fine. I think Anthony Edwards would be excellent <laughs> if we're staying in the uh, in the Wolves organization. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. I'd watch it. I, well, it's interesting because I think you want the host to be obviously like a good presenter, a good host. But then you, I think the thing about Trebek was always like you, you thought he like knew all this stuff, right? Too. So right. Yeah. I worry like about would, that with he Edwards. He would crush everybody if being, he was on the game. You know, Edwards is barely twenty years old, and for him to be like asking all these questions and having him th- yeah. seem authoritative, doing like a category on like <laughs> opera or something, yeah, or like biology. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? He's a really talented guy, but I don't know if that extends to the to trivia. But yeah, yeah. certainly, it would be entertaining. That's a good point. I think I was thinking A Rod would be a pretty good, you know, because oh, he's, yeah. he's been on the Shark Tank. He's he, got baggage. He's got though. the uh, oh, he does. He have baggage. Yeah. Less baggage than Bialik, though. But still, A Rod's got some baggage. But he doesn't have that quality of I trust he knows this stuff. That's you're right. That's an important quality. He's got to have it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah, A-Rod, yeah, he's camera ready. He's uh, you know, he's on like he's like a broadcaster. Yeah, right? he's, he's on like, like post game shows and yeah. stuff. Like, he knows how to can be in that. front of a camera, read the cue cards, you know, he, he can do that very well. But yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't trust for that. Yeah, he knows like his seventeenth century composers. I'd be like, You didn't know that, <laughs> Alex, shut up. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, um yes, we got Jeopardy here today and yeah, Robert's gonna help us through it. But uh also we always need to talk about Kings of the North. That is uh, Kings of the that North that is uh, Robert's one of the one of the hosts of this NFC North uh, football podcast. Robert, mm-hmm. what is the latest with with uh, Kings of the North? Uh, you know, lots of, I know there's lots of things that happen every season. And uh, just, so maybe, uh, you know, pitch the show to folks here who might be new listeners and let us know what, uh, what, what's, what, right. what you're excited about the show these days. So the premise of the podcast is that originally it was that two of my best friends uh, who go by Professor Pigskin and the Beefcake one is a Packers fan and one is a Vikings fan and just sort of the uh, kind of the discourse between the two of them and, you know, the natural conflict. And since then, it really has taken on kind of we've tried to take from the on cinema kind of you have a premise and then you build this whole universe around it. Since yes. then, I've become a Lions fan and there's been the ring of Lions hat right now. Yeah, they were recording on a Sunday. They just lost a heartbreaker to the Vikings. It's not a bit. Like you're it's not like No, it, not, it really you, is like life started to imitate art. It's it's really. that's just it's kind of a bit though. It's it's like it's sure. kind of a it's bit. It's really hard the to tell where the line is. Yeah. A lot blurrier in the uh-huh. last couple of years because I felt like we needed a Lions voice. If yes. nothing else, just for kind of like comic relief, because the lions are kind of a joke. Well, you have a but you have a it, repertoire of wacky guest characters who come back, yes. and, and among them is Depola Sausage, who is the Bears Depola fan. Sausage, so you had the Bears yeah. corner already represented, but you didn't have the right. Lions corner represented. No, we couldn't find. We scoured all the Twin Cities for a Lions fan guest, but I had to take that responsibility wow. upon myself, and I feel like I can draw upon my experiences as a Wolves fan uh, in my Lions fandom because both are. Uh, Kind of bad luck franchises that the rest of the the respective leagues kind of laugh at. <laughs> so I had a lot of experience in uh, that I could bring to the table. Yeah, that's great. And so, what's happening this year? What's new with the show this year? That uh, so, you know, maybe if they've heard the show before, what can uh, what can fans? So expect? this year, kind of the main storyline. There's two main things. One is a little bit bigger. One, we actually started a Patreon. Oh, and. So far, the the returns have not been that promising, I guess. <laughs> okay. But we've got some kind of storylines that are going along with that. Another thing, we're still kind of early in the season, so we're still establishing some of the goofiness. But um, we've challenged the Beefcake to eat 2,000 Burger King nuggets over the course of the season. And we're keeping track of that and keeping everyone apprised of his progress. He wow. has to eat like 100 a week to get to his goal. But he spent the last couple of years just talking about how many nuggets he eats. So we decided to put him to the test a little bit. And that's what I love about the show. It, it blends the real life and the absurd. Because You do not need to be a football fan. If you, if you know the beefcake in real life, it. you know that Burger King is his go-to. Like if he had a bad day food, you will go and get a bunch of Burger King. So it's, okay. it's melding aspects of real life into this wacky world. Yeah, he's still uh, he's still kind of adjusting to they switched from ten piece to eight piece. Oh boy, nuggets. That's tough. Out here yeah, so he has to do some math to reach his quota. But that's some of the stuff. There's some other stuff that's uh, coming down the coming down the pipeline that we're gonna add in. But football is just kind of a we talk about football and everything, but really it's just kind of a an excuse to 
get into some of the goofier stuff. I love it. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes. You can uh, listen to the show and uh, you know be- become a, a patron over on the Patreon <laughs> sure. page there, and uh, you know uh, you know just to show your support. Uh, for the kings, for the kings of the north. Very reasonable right patron rates. Great, great. Yeah, we'd love to see that. So, yeah, you'd be able to do all that in the show notes. Um, let's talk a little basketball now, though, you guys. Mm. We've been, uh, Scott and I did not do a show this summer, um, you know, just because, you know, whatever. It's, there was there were some big things, but it, they didn't really all happen at once. They were kind of like all spread out. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like we just didn't have uh, one time to be like, all right, we got to get back in there and do it. The only uh, thing I think that was really the seismic enough to like warrant, let's get into the studio and do a pod was the Rosas thing. Yes. And it was just really bad schedule-wise. Like, Neil yeah. was out of town a whole bunch. Like, every a few weeks week. ago, so we're like, eh, I guess we can just roll in the season, right? Preview. Exactly, and so you know, I, I think that you know, it's it's going to increase the potency of the pods uh-huh. now that we're back because we didn't <laughs> we didn't dilute it with all these little uh, you know quick reaction takes right. over the summer. That's right. We got a lot built up. Plus, to talk we about. know you know the, the Timberwolves podcast space has never been healthier. We knew you were being held down by you know like Jake Painting, Dane Moore. There's all kinds of great pods out there. So so many. You're all right. We knew you were taken care of. And, That's right. Uh, like we said, it's going to be a, it's going to result in a better experience now that we are back. Yeah. So you know, and, and Scott and I are going to record another season preview episode where we you know have a whole bunch of questions that we're going to go through. So we'll we'll dig deeper. Um, you know, do more of an official season preview in, a, in another episode coming. But while we have all of us here together. Let's sort of talk top-level thoughts about how we're feeling at this point. There's been two preseason games thus far, and uh, you know, so we're about halfway through the preseason uh, as we record this. So I don't know. I don't know who wants to start, but like, what are we feeling? Is there more optimism than usual, or um, or you feel like you're maybe lower uh, than maybe the, the the general NBA you know talking head community goes, or even just locally um, on this team? Uh, Robert, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about where the Wolves are right now? You know, and and what do you expect for this season in broad terms? So I'm definitely cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this roster has more overall talent top to bottom than in past years. We're not going to be having yeah. to give big minutes to somebody like Travion Graham or, you know, Jared Jordan Culver. Bell, Jared Culver. Exactly. Uh, we're decently <laughs> deep. Jordan Bell. We're decently deep. Noah Vonley. Uh, Noah Vonley. <laughs> yep. You can just go down the yes, list. Yes. Ed Davis. Yeah. Um, so, but I, that being said, I do think that, the Wolves have a lot of variables that need to go their way mm. if they're going to contend for a playoff spot. They got to stay healthy. They have to. All these other teams that are kind of in that play in mix the uh, Kings, Spurs, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Grizzlies um, they have to, you know, they can't get, they, they have to be in that mix, uh, you know, throughout, especially in the beginning of the season. Uh, they need to have a lot of guys step up and, give quality minutes. They need Towns to step forward. They need Edwards. Uh, they need uh, D'Angelo Russell has to play a lot better. So I think their ceiling is definitely like high 30s, maybe even like 500 if things really click for them. Uh, but if any one of those different variables uh, doesn't go their way, then yeah, you could be kind of in that that bad part of uh, being bad, not so bad that you're, you know, top three draft pick, but not so good that you're uh, kind of that purgatory in the play and mix, yeah. mix. So just like last year, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're pretty used to it by now. But uh, but I'm excited. There definitely is a different vibe, and we have like a what would seem to be like a really competent 
coach. Yes. Uh, which we didn't have these last couple of years. Um, so I'm excited. There's a lot on the line. There does seem to be a vibe of like, hey, we need to we need to make this season count. We need to win. We need to win right away. So yeah, I'm again cautiously optimistic. That's how we got to be this time of the year. I feel like we always find a way yeah. to be a little cautiously optimistic here. Like it's the life of a Wolves fan. I think I think we we exercise both of that the optimism yeah. and the caution. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. we I think we advertise more than anyone else like all the ways that we've seen things go wrong and. You know, clearly we've seen that we haven't excised the dysfunction out of this franchise. You know, <laughs> no, just from the it. dysfunction's still around. So here to stay. Yeah, you know. So I think you know we we are old heads at this. We know what it comes into being a Timberwolves fan. But I'm uh, less focused on the results right now. I'm just excited about the process. Year two of Anthony Edwards, what we've seen from him yeah. in the preseason games. It just is like, oh yeah, he's still got a lot of aspects of his game to unlock still, and we get to have the you know the the pleasure of watching him do that through all these games. So. At the very least, I'm excited about that. And just like, you know, knock on wood, obviously health is a big deal. But just watching this team play together, it's like you forget that we never got to see the team all together last year with with Beasley being out and D'Angelo being out and Cat. It just never lined up. And so watching this team, even if we only get a couple weeks of it before someone inevitably gets hurt or whatever, (laughs) but that's that's going to get me excited for the first month of the season, at least, is watching this team, you know, healthy, all together, full roster, see what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a few weeks ago when the Rosas thing happened and we were texting and, you know, maybe trying to get a show together or whatever, but I was just like so out. I was so like just down on like, I was so bummed by that. Just like, oh man, another like, another GM change, another sort of like restart. And so I was like really down on it at the time. But like since then, I feel like I've kind of come around the other way where it's like, I think this team and the coaching staff is going to kind of take this and be like all that stuff doesn't have to do with us like we can we can we're our own thing in this locker room you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like us against the world thing and it's not like everyone's counting them out or whatever but i think like you said they're not counting them at all yeah like like you said this guy there's a lot of respect for chris finch internally in the organization and then like with other coaches and stuff like that too so i think they do have a really good coach there who you know again when you have this availability they should be able to have a higher floor uh than in past years um um, again, obviously, without you know injuries uh, besetting them, but so I, I kind of have this vibe. I don't know. Again, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I think that they can kind of push all that extra stuff out. And I think if you just look at the players they have and sort of the coach and stuff like that, it, it, it really could be good. They are a little bit deeper. And again, we have these this big three who you know can, when you put them all together and you know when the young guys take steps forward, you really could have something. There, well, so. I think also, which is something that's very exciting for us, is that we get to expect a step forward from. Cat again. Yep. Cat has showed us, you know, through his whole career, he was always taking step forwards, adding stuff to his game. And, you know, not he he admitted it. It's not his fault. We don't blame him for, you know, not having an offseason the summer his mom died from COVID or whatever. But he talked about this is the first offseason in the last two or three years where he's had the whole offseason to just work on himself. Actually get better. If yeah. you follow mm-hmm. him on Instagram, he's been taking the shirtless shots that he hasn't been you know, you know there's not there's Jimmy not a lot buckets. of shirtless shots over him the last couple of years because but he's really gotten his body in shape. It looks like he's really dedicated himself. So I expect him to be a better version of himself and we haven't seen that in the last year or so just because of how weird the world has been. So at least I I you know I, I'm a baseball fan. I've got other stuff going on, you know, and so sometimes it's hard to lock into the the NBA season until it really starts. Summer, yeah. And that day when the Roses firing happened, that's when it, I like I felt like 
It's here. The drum roll season is here. Yep. We had our major dysfunction <laughs> moment. We had yeah. that day where everyone's making the jokes on Twitter, and I just felt like, yes, now it feels like the NBA season. It, I'm ready to go. Let's it, go. It reminded me so much of that Butler like preseason thing from a few years ago. Like oh, the practice one of the best like Twitter that. days of my life. One of the best Twitter days Never of my life. It. That day and the Rosas firing day, I feel like were were like just two of a kind, especially because of like where they were in the preseason, like just before media day. You know, this Butler thing was right around that time too, and it was like, yeah, like you said, the laughing stock of the league. Like for one day, well, we've, like, oh we've, I've long observed on this pod. We don't know how to be fans of a good team, but we do know how we are the best fans in the world of a dysfunctional team. So That's it just right. felt yeah, like it's lots like a of bad reps. soap opera. Yeah. It felt like yeah, it felt like us just coming into our own. Like yeah, this is this is what I know. And love. I've been thankful that since the Rosas firing, there's been all this other drama on other MB teams, uh-huh. like Simmons yeah. holding out. Yeah, at least we're Wiggins all vaccinated. Yeah. And Kyrie and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, taken hey, over. Other good teams have dysfunction too. So yeah. It seems like a long time ago since all that stuff has transpired. That's right. Yeah, it's, it was notable that the Wolves fired their GM like so close to training camp and media day. But on the other hand, you did it before media day. So like when media day hits with these other teams, then you get those other storylines rolling and stuff. So I guess, yeah, maybe everyone's forgotten about that. And, you know, things have calmed down because it's not like they, you know, brought in a new person or they're doing a search right now. It's just like, Sasha, and you moved up. Everybody else is better. You know, everyone else in the organization is like, great, cool. We're feeling better now. So. Yeah, that's huge. I think that we all trust uh, Gupta here. Yeah. We, we've been fans, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, yeah, the aspect of not having to go outside the organization does make it feel like it's a bit more of a steady move, you know. And who knows about Sasha? I mean, lots of, you know, lots of been, has been written about him in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, it seems great from the outside. Um, and, and we'll see. But I think it, what does matter is that everyone is is calm about it now, right? It's, it seems to be in a steady place who knows if he'll do a good job at you know the gm situation but um you know i think like just to have you know calm waters for now as we get into the actual beginning of the season just goes such a long way yeah just to (laughs) cap that off when it initially happened and rosas got fired it was like oh my god the wolves are wolves in again and they're (laughs) getting rid of their gm you know this close to the season and media day and everything and then some more details trickle in and becomes a little bit more like, okay, you know, that's yeah. a little bit more understandable and maybe they aren't just, you know, like completely dysfunctional and they did what yes. they had to do and it's a little bit more palatable uh, since all those details have come out. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of Wolves dysfunction, if there was like a Wolves dysfunction Mount Rushmore, I don't think this would make make my top four yeah there's, there's way there's way yeah. crazier things that have happened when you look back i think it says the, more about the wolves than it does about yes, this yeah. specific incident because yeah <laughs> would it be top four but it's it's a hell of a top four with the wolves let yeah me tell you. yeah totally so yeah the game i think there's be, like uh, probably 28 franchises where their biggest mistake would not make the top four of the wolves oh no <laughs> yeah. they're they're the best at it yeah, so yeah, we'll be uh, starting those games soon. And we'll and... go into this more on our other preview podcast with the questions. I've oh, got yeah. a little bit more to say about the situation, but you know, we, today is about playing Jeopardy. Yeah, so let's dive into the game. It's the sixth annual edition of Wolves Cast Jeopardy. Um, Scott is uh, is up 3-2 in our all-time right. standings. and um, I've also won three straight. Wow, I got I got to stop this train somewhere. We'll see if I can do it this year. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, Robert's going to break break it all down for us how the game's going to work. But uh, we do have our trusty buzzers? sound maker buzzers. Um, I I am the bell sound. So um, this this one's me. More traditional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
This guy's got the dog toy. A little more technique to this This guy's one. got the dragon dog toy right there. So, yeah, if you hear that, that's Scott. And then, you know, as usual, Robert will just, you know, call who he hears. And there'll be a lot of tiebreakers that Robert will have to call. But, yeah. you know, we'll try to be impartial. We're, we're, we're all friends here. It's all good. So, Robert, why don't I'm you not going to make a big deal about this because I'm up three, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. If, if the overall record was different, you would say, Wait I, might, a I might ask for the Tower You'd of take Terror. Take the bell. bell. Yeah. No, this was me. I, I need to catch up. Um, but, Robert, tell us how uh, today's game is going to work. Yeah. So, I've got four categories with uh, four questions each, 100, 200, 300, 400 dollar point values. I'm going to ask you guys to keep track of your own score. If you get it right, you get that amount of points. If you get it wrong, you subtract that from your overall total. There is one daily double on board, uh, and the daily double only goes to the person who took it off the board. So it's their question alone. stolen. Please wait for me to finish uh, the clue before ringing in. Um, if someone gets it wrong, the other uh, other contestant has the chance to to swoop in. Um, and yeah, then we've got Final Jeopardy, where you'll uh, I'll give you the category, you put down your bid, and then uh, give you the clue, and uh, we see what happens. So. And we specify this every year. We'll try our best to answer in the form of a question, right, but yes. we are not going to penalize points or not count answers not if you don't you. do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I'm never the you one see, with the problem. It's never affecting me, so I I'm fine get, with this. Like, I usually give you like a beat to yeah. realize that you fix just it. Get, you yeah. fix it. Yeah. I'm not worried about me. I was, I was speaking for the old behalf there. I didn't realize I have that problem. I guess uh, just too excited, you know, when I, when I know the answer. Right, yeah. Who uh, is, we'll what is, you know, just got to remember that. Where is. Where is, yes. Yeah. What All if. that stuff. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we got our sound makers. Rob, are you going to tell us the categories right now? Yeah. Okay. So, what, do, what do we have this year? Four categories. One, all-star acquisitions. Okay. So, this category is players who were all-stars who then found their way onto the Timberwolves. Okay. So, his- historical. Yes, exactly. Yes. Next, which GM? <laughs> I'm going to give you a event, and you tell me who was the Timberwolves GM or president of basketball operations oh, at the time. Uh, I was, was totally, totally going to get a trick question and be like, actually, Scott Layden was his GM yeah. when Thibodeau did that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Lots of interims and stuff like that going here. Next, drafted Wolves NBA journey. Drafted so Wolves. I'm going to give you a player that the Timberwolves drafted, and you need to tell me all the teams that they have played for since they've drafted. You don't need to include the Timberwolves uh, as that. We'll take that as a given. And also, it's not the sort of thing where, like, let's say that they got traded to a team and then immediately flipped. They have to have played at least, you know, a game with with that team. It's not like a draft night guy or whatever, draft night trade. It's like they had to play for the Wolves and then move on and have more more, uh, career. Exactly, yeah. And last category which current timberwolf so this category is going to be timberwolves who were on the team last year and are on the team this year and i'm going to give you a stat and this this stat is like they led the team in this stat you tell me which timberwolf okay okay um i'm gonna give it over to neil to lead things off, so the board is yours. All right, here we go. Jeopardy uh, 2021 is uh, starting right now. All right, I will. Uh, I'll start with uh, which GM for three hundred. Which GM for three hundred? Fired Dwayne Casey. <laughs> Scott, who is Kevin McHale? That is correct. 
and then replaced him with himself, I believe. <laughs> As no, you do. Was it? Yeah. I think it was a Glenn edict. That yeah. It's like, you go down there and do Country it yourself, Club. Kevin. Yeah. All right, Scott. Um, let's stick on which GM for 400. All right. Traded for Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Scott. Who is Flip Saunders? That is correct. Ooh, good one. Making up for the mistakes Man, of the past. That's some big, big numbers uh, already. All right. I'm going to go with uh, which GM 200? Drafted Derek Williams. Neil. Who is David Kahn? That's right. Oh. I'm glad I got Boo. to say it. I'm glad I got to say his name. Not, not booing Neil, booing David Kahn. Only, Boo. one, only one of us got to say his name today, and it was me. Let's clean it up. Which GM 100? Traded for Jimmy Butler. It's Neil. That would be Tom Thibodeau, Scott mm-hmm. Layden. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I mean, I'll give it to you. Remember, form of question. Who is? Who is? Who is Tom Thibodeau? How to answer that question? I don't know. All right, that was which GM? You cleaned out the category. All right, Neil, I have three hundred points. Scott has seven. 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 All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, we got to go to a different category. We have All Star acquisitions. We have uh, what was it? Drafted, Drafted Wolves, Wolves NBA, NBA Journey, <laughs> and which current Timberwolves? Those all have their have their uh, points left. Uh, let's go. Uh, Drafted Wolves NBA Journey for one hundred. All right. Kevin Garnett. Neil. So you say the teams after. Yeah, you see the teams. What is or who? What? Where are? Whatever. Where? Where is Boston? Bro, uh, Boston, Brooklyn, and back to the Wolves? Is that one? That's count? correct. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have had to say the Wolves again, but yeah. that's a nice touch. He came back. Yeah, he did. All right, so let's do two hundred uh, in that same one. Drafted Wolves NBA journey. All right, Jarrett Culver, <laughs> Neil. Uh, where is uh, Memphis? That's right. All right, let's go. Which current Timberwolf 300? Make your reach. 39% three-point percentage. Ooh, current guy. So this is what they shot last year. Yes. Led the team. (laughs) Scott? Who is Carl Anthony Towns? That is incorrect. I'm going to steal it. Do it. Uh, Who is... Who is D'Angelo Russell? That is also incorrect. Oh. It was Malik Beasley. Sheesh. So we both get minus that? Yep. Right. What was it? Three? Three. 300. All right. Power is still in your court, Neil. It, so it's minus? Minus 300. 300. Yeah. All right. Uh, which current Timberwolf 200? 10.6 rebounds per game. <laughs> Scott? Who is Carl Anthony Towns? That's correct. Nice one. Get one of those. Yeah. He's going to need more than that this season. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and do uh, Drafted Wolves NBA Journey 300. Ricky Rubio. That was Neil. Uh, we, it goes uh, Utah, then Phoenix, then uh, Wolves, then Cleveland. That's right. Nice job on Getting Cleveland Getting screwed cards. on this buzzer, everyone. <laughs> I'll let the fans at home determine. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I have 600 points. Yeah, Scott, what do you, you have? Scott? I've got 600. Wow. wow nice. Up. Um, which current Timberwolf? 100. All right. 72 games played. Neil? 
uh, who is Anthony Edwards? Nice. Every game. That's encouraging. Is he the only one? He's the only one. That's the only one I know of. Yeah. I think Nas played 70. Ooh, close. Uh, which current Timberwolf 400? 60% field goal percentage. Scott? Who is Jared Vanderbilt? Nice. Oh, I would have guessed Nas. That was Nas. a tough one. I would have guessed Nas. Too that many threes. Really That's right. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, No, yeah. when you only take your yeah. shots at the rim, yeah, good, good things happen. Ed Davis. Ed Davis. <laughs> Didn't play enough. Yeah. All right, All right. Well, let's go over to All-Star Acquisitions. I'll get it started for 300. All right. He played only five regular season games for the Timberwolves during the 2012-13 season before retiring. Neil. Who is Brandon Roy? Nice. Oh, really? I, I was so excited for Brandon Roy. He was posting up. and I'm surprised he got five games. I thought it was less than that. He got injured in the preseason and then came back and just sort of limped around for five games. Yeah. All-star acquisitions, 200. All right. True story about Brandon Roy. Neil and I were season ticket members at the time. And as a reward, we were given an autographed Brandon Roy basketball, which we ended up just <laughs> using to play hoops. We didn't. We, it wasn't been, worth anything more than the value of a basketball. I've been using it. Wore off. I've been using it for indoor basketball exclusively for about three years now, and it's done well. But um, and it, no, it's weird. It's an, it seems like a nice ball to me. I just shoot around with it before we start playing. No one ever wants to like play the game with that ball because mm-hmm. it's nice, but maybe not one of the absolute nicest balls. The cover is now coming off of it, so it's mm. it's it's reaching the end of its time. You can still see the signature in there, but oh, we, nice. we got our use on the wall here. Got some good years out it, of it. It yeah. played more games than Brandon Roy. Did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, it's not a high all star acquisitions. Two hundred. All right, this slasher was a four time all star with Golden State in New York before joining Minnesota in two thousand three. Neil, who is Latrell Sprewell? Nice. Those two. That was 200. That's right. We got three clues left, including the Daily Double. Still out there. That was going to be one of those. Um, let's go um, Let's go. Uh, Drafted Wolves NBA Journey This is going to be the Daily Double. I feel it. I don't know. Will you put a Daily Double on a 400? Of course. What You're not going to put it on a 100. It is not the Daily Double. Ooh. Sorry. Wally Zerbiak. You don't have to ring in. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe I know a couple the team more. He, I know. I know two teams he played for, but I don't. I'm not confident enough to do this. Three, yeah, two. No. Okay, I'm out. What, give them to us. Who are Wolves, Celtics, Sonics, oh. and then the Cavaliers? Oh, I, 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 I had. I thought he played for the. He's like a broadcaster. I had Celtics now. and I had Cavs, but I had a feeling there was one more in there, so uh, I'm glad yep. I did not buzz in. Sonics. I would have never gotten Sonics. Sonics, that's Sonics right. jersey. Someone out <laughs> there, find, find us that Zerviak Sonics jersey. Let's get oh, it on here, Neil. Come on, you got to find that online. I know. I got to start right. searching. Okay, I'll do Good. all. Is it still me? Since yeah. still okay. you. Uh, all Star Acquisitions 100, please. Right. This is the daily. No. Oh. No. One of two players eligible on this list to win MVP. Neil. Who is Derrick Rose? That's right. The other? The other um, who is a former MVP who came in to the Wolves was, uh, but, 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 I don't know. Do you know what? Uh, for, uh, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, we did trade for him. Oh, uh, right. yeah. Okay. So wait, that was 100? That was 100. Right. And Neil, you get the last clue. Uh, I don't get the daily And double. it is the daily I'm double. All right. So how much would you like to, how much do you have? I have 1,300. How much would you like to wager? I can wager any amount. That's right. Wait, so I just bet any amount and you then can make it I a get true that much or I get twice or that much? 
So if you were to bid thirteen hundred and you you would double your score, and if I got it wrong, I'd be down to zero. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet uh, I'm gonna bet three hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. Conservative. Okay. Yeah, conservative. And this is just for Neil. Okay, no ringing. The only former All Star the Wolves received in the 2007 Kevin Garnett trade. The only former All Star that they yep. received in the 2007 when they traded out KG. That's right. Which former All Star did they get back? Yep. I'm really glad I know this one. <laughs> Scott, do you know it? Yeah, I know it. It's not my question, though. <laughs> Who is Theo Ratliff? That's right. Yes. One time All Star. <laughs> so, what do I get? 600? You get 300. 300. Okay, so I'm up to 1,600. All right, Scott, where are you at? 1,000. Okay, so it's still. See, I think I blame in the buzzer. I only got in for four questions. Whole game. I'm sorry, man. Next year, I'm taking the Tower Terror Bell. Next year. We'll get two different sound bells. Taking advantage right. of me. Two different so, bells. Taking advantage year. of me. So, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to have you write this on a clean post it note. I'm going to give you the category, and then you're going to write down your bid. And then once you've written down your bid, I'll give you the clue. The category, cat versus the NBA. Mm, cat versus. K-A-T. <laughs> Just to clarify. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And uh, now we're going to bid here. Um, hmm. Let's see. How do I strategically do this correctly? I have 1,600. Scott has 1,000. Scott's in. Neil's bid is in. All right. And the clue. Any two of the six teams that the Timberwolves have a winning record against in the regular season since Carl Anthony Towns entered the NBA in 2015. Any two. Two of the six. There are six teams the Wolves have a winning record against since they drafted Carl Anthony Towns. Name two of them. I think there was one team they went 500 against and then 23 teams they had a losing record against. I had to do this the hard way, by the way. Go back each year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your yep. hard work. That was nice. Yep. Gosh darn. I'm pretty confident with mine, but I'm worried I might I thought about one. asking for three, but yeah. yeah we'll see. Hard. We'll see. Yeah. I haven't won that much, so some of these games should stand out to you. All right, so... We're going to start with Scott. You had 1,000 points. You bid 900. Oh, my. And your guess was the Detroit Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh, East. That what? is incorrect. <clears throat> Good to pick East. Were any, of those, were any of those on there? I'll reveal that here in a second. Okay, okay, attention. okay. Neil, you had, what, 1,600? 16, yep. You bid 500 points. Your guess, the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. One of those is correct. Ah, dang it. So both of you get the question wrong. So, Scott, yeah. that would leave you with 100 and Neil with 1,100. 1,100. So the teams that the... Which one was right? Utah? No, because they beat Brooklyn. I feel like I just heard recently that they played Utah really well. And so they I was like, Maybe played they, them well last year. They went 3-0. and But they probably have played too many games since they're in the division. I want to say... Before I, that, they, they have not... They were 3-0 against I, I the number one team in the I league. I wasn't going to write this down. Actually, it's tough. Because I was about to say, I wasn't going to write this down because it's too good of a team. I feel like the Denver Nuggets were one, but then I just realized, I just heard that we haven't beaten them since 
We, uh, we went to the playoffs. Yeah, game so game I've got the full so. list on my computer. I'll show you guys if you're curious. But okay. just to give you the teams that the Wolves have a winning record against since Cat was drafted. The Nets, they are 8-4 oh, against the Nets. That's wild, but I guess not when, you know. They've been bad a lot. They've been bad for yep. the beginning parts, too. The Bulls, 9-3 and three against the ah, Bulls. Okay. That one. The Lakers. No way. 11-8. Oh, wow. They had some leaning. Lakers were bad. They missed the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. Yep. The Heat. Mm. Seven and five wow. against the Heat. I was going to pick Orlando. Maybe that's what I was getting tripped up on. Phoenix Suns. Florida they're ten games. and nine against Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, and finally, bad. the Sacramento Kings. Oh, of course, thirteen oh, and eight. <laughs> I think you you put the Pistons down. I think at one point the Wolves were zero and eight against the Pistons since Cat oh was god. drafted. Oh my god, <laughs> they had a really multi year stretch where they same with the Spurs. By the way, but uh, the Pistons one's bad though because they haven't been good in any of those years either, right? Like they weren't even like a playoff team, really. Yeah, they made the eight seed some years and never yeah. won a game in the playoffs. So yeah, but they were like you know a thirty-seven win team just yeah. sneaking into the eight seed in the but, East. Wow, t- uh, I, have we ever? Really? Bu- I can't really think back. I don't think we've ever like both got the final Jeopardy wrong. Like, I feel no, like usually, we have. It's usually, usually it's usually really rough. I think actually. I gave you one that was like name the Timberwolf who had the second most dunks last year. And then yeah. one year like it was that. like who led the league in double doubles. You yeah, know? It sometimes like, it's not wolves. It's usually yeah. really hard. That's why the strategy for me that's been winning in the past few seasons is get, get so far ahead league. in normal Jeopardy you don't have to bet any money at all in final Jeopardy. But <sighs> you know what, guys. Wow. I mean, you guys I had have been an, doing had the podcast day. almost that day. entire. You guys have been doing the podcast almost this entire. I'm going to be stretch of cat. So yeah, I really wanted right. to. No, we have been test actually. Your knowledge. No. I was trying to remember the other day. It was cat's rookie year our first yeah. year with the pod, or I think was it, it was Andrew's rookie year? Maybe. Yeah, I think this is Andrew's his rookie. seventh year. So, so yeah, and this is sixth annual Jeopardy. But we we didn't do Jeopardy our first two seasons of Wolf's Cast. So we've been podcasting the entire time. Cat wow. has been a Timberwolf, but. Uh, you know what, Neil? Good job. Thank you you, you deserved it. Sorry about the today. bell. Sorry about the bell. You know what? That that is a uh, it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools. So <laughs> you weren't you won this one. You well deserved said. it. You a got your answers right. Blames back buzzer. to three three. I think this is a good. Uh, the closer we stay to the overall record of five hundred, is it makes for more drama. I, I'm going yes. to be you know I'm going to be like cat this off season. A whole year of just working <laughs> on my body. You know I'm going to be in the gym at like two a.m. posting those uh, snaps. You know and, yeah. I'm going to be ready for next year. Looking so. on like basketball reference. I, I uh, uh, reading the book. <laughs> I, you know, winning three in a row, you start to rest on your laurels. You, you're not as hungry for it. So, yeah. uh, congratulations, Neil. You deserve this one. Thank you so I much. will be back. I will be back next season. And the epic three year streak. That is something yeah. else. I don't know if we'll ever see that in this game again. So, there we go. Well, we well let's see. Uh, the three year streak, because I'm just trying to wonder what maybe the last time we went to the playoffs was the last time Neil won. So, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe <laughs> this, this is a good thing. This is it. It's an Arbinger of things to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's good hope times. so. Well, that is awesome. Thank you, Robert, for uh, putting together another wonderful edition of Wolves Cast Jeopardy. Um, you know, we'll see who the the host of Real Jeopardy is around this time next year. We'll see uh, who you know who they get to maybe be the permanent person. And which we'll NBA see. player would make the best host? Ooh, Anthony like Tolliver came to my mind. I don't know why. Ooh, maybe because I just saw him last night on SNL. He was he was a guest, but Blake Griffin. Ah, uh, yeah, Blake would be great. Would be great. Yeah. He's, he's, pers- he's he's made for TV, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think he seems pretty intelligent too. I could see him. Um, trying to think mm. of like who's like an NBA guy who's like this guy knows everything. Maybe Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I can see him. Like who's like the wisest in VFL? You think of like a veteran, right? You think of like a yeah. crafty veteran. Yeah, yeah, obviously like LeBron would be good, but uh, with you know some personality. Yeah, you know I, I don't know. Mm. If, yeah, JJ Redick. Yeah, okay, Redick. Yeah, I think he's, he's got a league. podcast. <laughs> Retired, know? I think, but yes, we'll fashionable. Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna join a team midseason. You know right. you know what's going to happen be, with JJ Redick. Be a buyout guy. Yeah, he's just gonna get in shape for the first half of the season and then see whatever team what needs him the most halfway. <laughs> who would you like, Robert? Who's the who, the Tolliver one's a good. That's a that was a good one. I don't even think he's on a team no. right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, other than that, ooh, Cal Lowry, mm. maybe. I think he could be kind of fun. Maybe one of the Lopez brothers. I was thinking Lopez, Lopez brothers. brothers. Yeah, they're, they're hilarious. They would just like tower over. Did you that see Robin's stand? answer yeah. at media day about uh, yeah. the Brooke Lopez or about him winning? He goes, you know, I didn't watch it, so I'm going to do my own research. I'm not sure if the Bucks actually did win the championship. I'm yeah, do my own research. Oh, I think Clay Thompson would be ooh, really good, good too. Yes, I like that. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, there you go. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we will uh, be back with another uh, Timberwolf season preview episode um, shortly here before the season starts. And uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe to our show in all the podcast apps and uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all those places you can find the show. And of course, Wolf's Cast, Secrets. one word. I've, yeah. I've, I found that if you try to search up two words, you're not going to find it. Wolf's, Wolf's Cast, one word. One word. And uh, yeah, we'll be on Canis Hoopus all season long looking forward to it um so yeah also go check out uh, kings of the north uh on while you while you're in your podcast app, right. you know what i mean just subscribe to both you might as well it's really easy and you'll be set for sports content here in minnesota this season uh once again robert thank you and uh we'll do it all again next year thanks again guys looking forward to it go wolves go wolves go wolves, go wolves.